Second Kings chapter 5 from verse 1 onwards. Now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor, but a leper. And the Syrians had gone out on raids and had brought back captive a young girl from the land of Israel. She waited on Naaman's wife. Then she said to her mistress, If only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, for he would heal him of his leprosy. And Naaman went in and told his master, saying, Thus and thus said the girl who is from the land of Israel. Then the king of Syria said, Go now, and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So he departed and took with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten changes of clothing. Then he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which said, Now be advised when this letter comes to you, that I have sent Naaman my servant to you, that you may heal him of his leprosy. I'm going to read one more time, as the Spirit of the Lord wants me to. And we're going to pause where God wants us to pause, and hear what the Spirit of the Lord would have for us to hear this morning. Verse 1, 2 Kings chapter 5, from verse 1 onwards. Now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor, but a leper. And the Syrians had gone out on raids and had brought back captive a young girl from the land of Israel. Now, God has has spoken to us uh, many times from this passage um, in a very, very profound manner, each and every single time. Today, we know that God is taking us to this passage again perhaps after a long time there's a purpose to it he has something to teach us to impart into us to enlighten us to inform us and for us to become what God wants us to be a little more like Jesus and this fifth chapter of Second Kings, there's a character here, a heathen commander, a man of great valor, a man of many victories, a man who was honorable in the eyes of his king. This man who was 
led by God even though he did not know the living God. God's hand was upon his life with a specific purpose. Our focus this morning is not on Naaman, the Spirit of the Lord says. But our focus is God using Naaman in the life of his child who is this Israelite girl. God's word says all things work together for good. In the lives of those who love God and are called according to his purposes it works out for our good and for his glory. All things. When we belong to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, there's a purpose to everything. Everything. When we are His. When we, when we are walking with Him. When we belong to Him. When we have His fear. When we love Him. Whatever happens in our lives, they happen with a very specific purpose. Even things that appear to be difficult, unfavorable circumstance. God, in His sovereign will, who has written each one of our stories, He has marked out our path. He has allotted our portion in a good way. So sometimes the path that he has carved out can take us through valleys, can take us through deserts, can take us through green pastures. There are seasons in our lives where we will face different situations. It can be a season where we go through the valley. It can be a season where we may go through the desert. It may be a season where we may go through the fire. Whatever it may be. These are not permanent seasons, but these are seasons which contain specific duration. The Lord God who set the times and seasons at the beginning of the creation has set his seasons upon our lives when he created us. If we are walking with him, we will be walking in the plan of God Almighty. And so we need to have this faith. We must be firm believers of Romans 8.28. Whatever happens, if I'm not in presumptuous sin, if I'm not rebellious, if I'm not walking in disobedience, if I'm not doing my own thing, but I'm following the plan of God, I'm waiting on Him and letting the Lord lead me, then whatever path we have to go through, they're all part of God's 
perfect plan that leads to God's ultimate victory, His glory, and for our good. So, God is using Naaman here, a heathen captain, to bring this girl into his country, out of her country, to his country. She was displaced. She was removed out of her country and she was brought to Syria, a foreign land. It was not a pleasant experience. However, it was a profitable experience. The Spirit of the Lord is speaking to our hearts with this. I'll write this down. You may go through an unpleasant circumstance. But if God is leading you through it, it will become a profitable path. A profitable experience. A profitable end. A profitable path. Because God will use that to profit you, to enrich you, and through you, enrich others, profit others for the extension of His kingdom and for our own good. What did God do here? He took this girl out of her country and he brought her to a foreign land. Now, we know Abraham was called by God. God came to Abraham and God told him, Abraham, get out of your country, out of your father's house and go to a land that I will show you. There are times when God will speak to us like how he spoke to Abraham. But then there are other times where God does his work where suddenly there's a shift that takes place. It may be unpleasant, but there's something that is happening in the heavenly realm where God moves us from point A to point B in order for God to do something during the time period in our lives and in the lives of those who are around us. As we sing this song very often, the song that the Lord gave us, let me be a blessing. Let me be a blessing. Lord, let me be a blessing to you. That should be our goal. Lord, somehow, in some way, let me be a blessing to you. When our eyes are not upon ourselves, when our eyes are upon God Almighty, we will become a blessing to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Whatever we go through will not be the focus. Our focus will be 
becoming a blessing to God Almighty and through Him to all those God would want us to be a blessing to. So this girl, Naaman's wife's servant, was someone's daughter. She was the daughter of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And she was the daughter of a man and a woman who belonged to the people of God. She was directly connected with God and her parents belonged to God. She belonged to the people of God. Well, God's word says that you should be the head and not the tail. But sometimes, when things happen, and there is a shift that takes place, we don't know why it's happening suddenly. Why did someone like Naaman have to come and move us out of where we are? Why should this happen at this time? Why? We may have questions. Why sudden change? Why is this happening now? God has a purpose. God has a definite purpose for everything that happens in the lives of God's people. So this girl, when she was pulled out of her family, pulled out of her home, and brought to a foreigner's home, not as a princess, but as a servant here, to serve Naaman's wife we must understand because of the purpose of God God didn't put her in any ordinary home he put her in the home of a very influential man she was serving this commander's wife even though she came as a servant she was placed there not as, not simply as Naaman's wife's servant, which was placed there as God's servant to serve God's purposes in Naaman's home. May God help us to understand the bigger picture here. Whatever God is having you to do, understand. If you're walking with God, you're representing God, God wherever you go and God will place you strategically position you place you in places where you might have never expected that you were going to be placed God will strategically place you and in the beginning you may not even know why what is the purpose in this heathen place what is the purpose of God here in the midst of these idol worshippers? Light shines in darkness. Darkness did not comprehend the light. This is God's word in the book of John, chapter 1. God places us 
where the Spirit of God will use us for His great purposes. War is not a good thing. Problem is not a good thing. But if it is allowed by God in the life of a child of God, a servant of God, then it is for something good. It is for something glorious. Our human minds may not comprehend at that moment, but when it's all over, we understand that our God is always good. And what He does in our lives is forever good. And the path that He leads us through is always good. And at the end, it is for our good and for His glory. So God is bringing this girl to this environment that she never expected that she was going to be in. And she's placed there, strategically placed there, by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords as His hands and feet, as His servant to serve this heathen family. God was a part of There was something that God saw in Naaman, which we see in the New Testament, in the Gospels, Jesus talks about. The faith that he never saw in Israel was found in Naaman. That means he was a very faithful man who was really devoted to the Syrian God, whatever he knew. He was very faithful and he was very devoted. He had such strong faith in whatever he was worshipping. And God said, just like Abraham, this man, this man needs to know me. He's so sincere here. He's sincerely thinking that these idols are gods. He's thinking that this is the true God. I'm going to reveal myself to him in order for this man to come to the living God God causes a shift in the life of his child to bring her out of her comfort zone and bring her into this strange place into this strange home strange culture, strange practices that God knew that Naaman needed the living God and God knew that this little girl was the right person because she will not compromise she will not follow the strange God she will not follow the strange practices that she will be a witness here she will shine the light she will not become darkness May the Spirit of God enlighten the eyes of His people at this hour. God trusts those who are faithful to Him. And He strategically He places them in places where God sees fit. 
the candle that is burning. He takes that and he says, I want to put it in this place so it can shine for more number of people or one influential person. Whatever will bring gain to the kingdom of heaven and cause loss to the kingdom of hell. God will perform that which he has purposed in his heart. This morning God is asking you this question. Do you want to be used of God? You should be willing to go through discomfort. Do you want to be used of God? You should be willing to be displaced. Do you want to be used of God? Many people want to be used of God, but they want to be comfortable and comfortably used of God. They don't want anything that can hurt them. They don't want anything that can bring tears to them. They don't want anything that can bother them. They don't want anything that's not familiar to them. They don't want any change. They don't want anything that will narrow their space. They don't want anything that is different and difficult. God's people are not me-centered people. God's people are God-centered people. That's when they are God's people. When our focus is God, no matter what happens in our lives, it will not shake us. God will lead such people in a majestic way. He will lead such people in a majestic way, royal way. He will be their comfort. He will be their shelter. It's a prophecy God is speaking at this hour. Until He fulfills that which He has spoken to you, He will not leave you. Until the Lord fulfills the good word that He has spoken to you, God will not leave you. As long as you stay by His side. And stay by His side with faith in your heart that God will fulfill what He has spoken over me. The Lord is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Don't look for a way out when God corners you. Because in that corner will be a Naaman that God would want you to shine His light to. Don't try to escape when God puts you in a tight space. Don't cry and wail and say, Why Lord? Why me Lord? And then pray, Lord, I want you to trust me. I want you to use me. But when He brings you to a place where He wants to use you, you cry bitter tears. And God says, I can't use you. God loves a cheerful giver. Many times, the scripture people think about tithes and offerings. It goes far beyond that. Whatever you do, 
do it hardly unto the Lord, not unto man, knowing that your reward comes from Him. God loves a cheerful giver. Whatever you do, wherever you are, whatever path God takes you through, learn to not only be content, but be joyful in every situation. God's Word says, be joyful in tribulation. Be patient in tribulation. In every situation, rejoice. Yes, there are painful situations sometimes. For a season, God will take us through. Even though it is painful, even though we may have to shed tears, or we shed tears with faith that God is working this out for our good and for His glory. Because pain is pain. We feel pain, you know? Those tears should be tears of faith, tears of expectation, and not bitter murmuring, complaining tears. May God speak to our hearts at this hour. Do you want to be used of God? Stay in the will of God. Do you want to be used of God? Don't try to wiggle yourself outside the will of God. Do you want to be used of God? Wait on the Lord. Patiently wait on Him. For those who wait on the Lord will inherit their part. God will give their expected end to all those who wait on Him. Now this girl, she would have never thought that God would use her to change Naaman's life. God would use her to not only bring that joy into this home, of the heathen family. Reveal God's glory to this captain and his wife. May God speak to our hearts at this hour. When we learn to take our eyes off of ourselves and keep our eyes on God in every situation God leads you through. Ask this question. What does God want me to do here? Lord, in what way do you want me to be a blessing here to you, Lord? To you. Sometimes the Lord will say, I just want you to wait. I want you to wait in this season. And at that point, we just wait. This girl had to wait, serve the master's wife for some time. Until God's time came for her to open her mouth and speak. Until then she was serving Naaman's wife. She was not somebody who was saying, Well, I wish I had the opportunity to evangelize every single person every single day and and I didn't get that opportunity. I'm not having this opportunity to serve God here so I'm just going to get out and go or complain about it or even think that maybe this is not God's will here. No. There are seasons God will say, wait. Wait. I'm doing something in you. I'm preparing you to become that vessel that would carry the message of God to Naaman, to his wife, to his family. And through him we don't know who else. But she had to wait. 
write this down great preparation is necessary in order to have God perform great transformation in the lives of God's people great preparation is necessary in order for God to perform his work of great transformation in the lives of his people without preparation we cannot serve God we need to be prepared in our bodies we need to be prepared in our hearts we need to be prepared in our minds we need to be prepared in our souls we need to be prepared many times people think that oh, I'm, I'm ready already the truth is they're not if God sees that we're ready he will call us and he will send us when God sees us ready then he will tell us what we need to do understand this if God prematurely would send us to do something for him we can get slaughtered by the enemy we must be covered protected by God prepared by the Spirit of God God has to prepare us he has to work he has to work in us imagine a house that is being built you have the house that is coming up the house has great potential it can be a big mansion that is being built and while it's being built you see the foundation has been laid you see the frame has come up after you see the frame has been up how many of you think that the owner who is building this house or having people build this house is going to say well I think this is ready we're going to move in nobody's going to do that everything outside the external influence external force is going to just force its way in the rain the heat and everything will just fall right on the people who go inside and the things that they bring inside so it's necessary to wait while the house is being prepared and then you have the roof and then you have the walls and you have the flooring and everything done once that is done imagine the people who want to move in they say well that's enough we don't want the walls to be painted that's fine we don't need the electricity to be done that's fine we don't need the water to be done that's fine I don't I want to put this house to use and they hastily move in is it livable no but is the house of the potential to become a beautiful livable space absolutely does it take time yes during the waiting period something is happening what is happening the house is being constructed and it's moving towards becoming a house that is completed 
That's the reason why you have final inspection once the home is built. You have the final inspection, and then you have whoever is going to move in, they do the walkthrough to see if everything is done. And if anything is still pending, you have a pen and a paper, you write those things down. And before you move in, you get everything done. It has to be livable. Minor cosmetic things is fine. Even after you move in, you can do those touch-ups. But major things such as electricity, water, the proper roof, door, windows, those things cannot be compromised. That's how God is when He's working on the lives of His people. When people think that, oh, I'm ready, oh, I'm ready, God says, oh, no, you're not. Plumbing has to be done. Oh, I'm ready, I'm ready. God says, oh, you're not. Major electrical work needs to be done. Oh, Lord, I'm ready, I'm ready. God says, oh, no, 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 no. No, you're not. Flooring has to be done. But you have the potential. You're getting there. Wait for some more time. It's a blessing to wait we're not simply sitting and doing nothing. We're waiting on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. That's the key. As you wait, God is working on you for something far glorious. Has God called you for His eternal purposes? Each and every believer has a glorious call of God upon his or her life. It takes patience. Let God work in you. Wherever He places you, don't try to wiggle out of it. Don't try to look for comfort. Don't try to push your way out of it. Don't try to complain, murmur, and compare yourself with other people. Don't. Wherever God places you is a blessing for you. He wants to grow you. He wants to mature you. He wants to bring you to a place where God's glory will be seen in and through you. For that to happen, the construction must be completed. Only God can see. Only God can see how the house has to be in order for it to become a habitation for the living God. So as God is working, it is important to appreciate what God is doing in your life. See from where God has brought you. And have a vision for your life as to what God is going to do in you. Every time a house is built, the people are building as they're building, they'll have the contentment, oh, we've accomplished this. This much has been done. And that's the good attitude. And that's how it has to be. There are a few people who complain, oh, look at how much needs to be done. While they work, they work for become even harder than before. 
You know why? Because their focus is on what is left still. They're looking at it in a wrong way. Instead of seeing how much it's done and being joyful, this much is done. Oh, this much is done. That's how God, our Father, is. When He created the world, the first day when He did something, He said, this is good. He didn't say, oh man, I have another six days left. Six days. Five days left. This is the first day. No. Every single day, his focus was on what needs to be accomplished. And he was happy with what he did. Learn to enjoy your day. Learn to enjoy whatever situation you're in. Learn to be thankful to God. Learn to trust Him. Know that He's doing something special inside of you. He's doing special in you. He's doing special, something special for you. God is on my side both day and night. God of the impossible, He's on our side both day and night. If He is doing something, then He never does ordinary things. He never does anything ordinary. He does substantial wonders. May God speak to your hearts at this hour. Do not let discouragement crowd your path. Do not let discouragement cloud your sight. He works all things together for our good and for His glory. So, what is God doing here? He caused this girl to serve this heathen commander's wife. And for someone to look at it and oh, man, what has happened to this girl? Is God really with her? Maybe something is wrong. Suddenly, this happened. Something is wrong. What happened to her? She knew one thing. God is over everything. We need to know this for a fact. That God is over everything. All things means all things. All things. Jesus, all things. God is using every single thing in our lives for something far more glorious that our eyes can never see. Our ears can never hear. Our minds can never comprehend. God is preparing something glorious. We need to have faith. We need to be able to see with the eyes of faith what the King of Glory is doing. 
this moment in our lives. God was working in this girl's life as she was serving whatever she had to do, cook or clean or, or bring something for Naaman's wife or whatever. You know, she would have been constantly working day in and day out. Her God was with her. She wasn't doing any big ministry there. But a ministry during that period was waiting. Seeking God. Talking to Him. Waiting on Him. Suddenly, the God with whom she was communicating, who brought her there, who she was waiting on, suddenly, He moved through her because He was moving in her. It's the prophetic word God is speaking. And I pray that you pay close attention to it and take it in your spirit. You may just settle deep. God was moving in her before he moved through her. Before God did anything on this earth, the Spirit of the Lord, he moved over the waters of the deep. He moved over the face of the earth. God has to move in us before He can move through us. That's how it works. That's what God is doing. If you wonder what's happening with you, God is moving in you. Depending on how much you want Him to move in you, He will move. Depending on how much room you give to God to move in you, how much time you give to God to move in you, He will move in you. Waiting is a blessed period where God prepares His people for something far glorious. That's when Satan will come and say, oh, this is just a waste of time. You're just sitting and doing nothing and you're just wasting while you run here, you run there, you could do this and you could do that. And Oh, no. Oh, no. The eggs that the chicken lays, they need to be in a place where nothing can move it. And it should be under the chicken, where the chicken sits on it for 21 days. It has to sit. The chicken has to sit on its eggs for 21 days. Imagine the egg starts jumping on us for too long. I feel the weight of it. Oh, it's all dark over here. I don't want to be here. Imagine what would happen. The chicken is not tired of sitting on it every day because the chicken has a vision. It knows it's doing something very important that the baby chicks are going to come out at the end of the 21st day. It has faith. It has vision. It sits on it with expectation. It never sits on it saying that, well, at the end of 21 days, all of these eggs are going to rot. No. It has faith that she's going to have babies. 
and she sits on it even though she does not see anything. No change. No change at all. Even with pregnancy, after a certain time, you can actually see the change. You can see the mother's stomach getting bigger. But when it comes to the mother hen and the eggs, you don't see any change visibly taking place. When it comes to the eggs, you don't see the eggs growing big or all of a sudden it becomes a triangle or a rectangle or, you know, some kind of protrusion that's happening where, you know, the chick is going, you know, the baby chicks are growing in each, within each shell and the mother knows, oh, I'm seeing every day something is happening and she gets very happy and she sits on it. No. There's no visible sign at all that she sits on it every single day. Something happens at the end. Suddenly, there's a sudden shift that takes place. That her labor in the Lord, God, her creator, never goes in vain. All of a sudden, you see little babies coming out of those shells. Why? Because she patiently waited she patiently sat on it. Same goes for the eggs. They all were underneath the mother hen for 21 days. They all were there. Because of that, what happened? They matured. They grew. Within that shell, there was some continuous growth that was happening behind the scenes that no one can see. No one can see preparation at the end of those 21 days those baby chicks are ready to come out anything before that will be premature but when they wait and they come out now they have everything they need to grow into what God has created them to be just like their mother and their father they grow up to reproduce. They grow up to become a blessing. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. This girl had her waiting period. And then suddenly the time came where God, who moved in her, moved through her, made her a blessing to the commander of Syria. If you want God to use you in a mighty way, you want God's call to be fulfilled in your life, you have to go through the waiting process. You have to learn to wait on the Lord and be under Him. God's Word says, Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. In due time, He will lift you up. It is important for us to be where God wants us to be and be under Him wherever He is placed with great humility. Then His due time will come. His appointed time will come. God will use us for His glory. If we want to be a blessing for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, 
we must be people who will wait on him waiting on god when god wants us to wait on him is being a blessing to him because we are letting the spirit of god work in us before he can work through us he will work in us during the entire time god was working in this girl she was a strong witness in her behavior in her character to the family where god placed her in she was in naaman's the syrian commander's family she behaved in such a way when god was working in her she became a witness before she could even open her mouth and say anything about her country and the prophet who was there to bring healing to Naaman and to bring her god the god of Israel into the heathen's home she carried her god with her she carried her god with her without even saying a word Naaman's wife was able to trust her she knew that this girl would not lie she knew that this girl had a very strong faith she knew that this girl was so humble and so obedient and so sacrificial she was able to trust her this girl was a blessing to Naaman's wife in the way God wanted her to be before God could use her in a direct manner wherever god has placed you let the lord work in you while he works in you let his fragrance spread through you god's time will come and god will use you all the more directly until then let the lord work in you and let his fragrance spread through you Wherever he has placed you, be a witness in action, in your behavior, beginning with your spouse, with your children, with your work environment, wherever he has placed you, in education. Make sure you're upright. Make sure you show God's love. Make sure you're humble. Make sure you're holy. Make sure you're trustworthy. Make sure you bring joy to those whom God has placed you with. A bitter person cannot bring joy to anyone. They will pass on that bitterness to those who are around them. But as we saw yesterday, as God spoke to us, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. God's kingdom is joy, is peace, is righteousness, which is holiness. When the kingdom of God is within you, as Jesus said, 
among you and in you. You will have his peace, you'll have his joy, you'll have his holiness. There are some people who say love, love, love and they'll be filthy in their mind, filthy in their talk. There's no kingdom of God there. There are some people who say peace, peace, peace. But there's no holiness there. They'll be filthy in their minds, filthy in their behavior. Filthy in their talk, they'll have a secret life, a double life. There are some people who say, holiness, holiness. But they have no love. They are full of bitterness and pride. God's kingdom is not there. Where God's kingdom is, you will see righteousness, you will see peace, God's peace, which is peace that will not compromise the truth. You will see God's holiness, which is void of wickedness. You see, God's people filled with God's love. Humility. Love will have humility. True love will have humility. True love will have faith. First Corinthians chapter 13, if you read, you'll know what true love is. And this true love comes from God the Father, through Jesus Christ our Lord. We see that in the life of this girl. She was a witness, a living witness. The moment she opened her mouth to talk about her God and her nation and her prophet that was there. Naaman's wife believed what she said. Naaman believed what she said because she had such a good reputation in that home. Her life was such a dazzling witness to the family. May God help us to be like that wherever you are you can shine for Jesus even while you're waiting you can be a blessing even while you're waiting wherever you're waiting you can be a blessing to God and through Him to those around you all things work together for good All things work together for good. All things work together for good. To whom? Not for anyone and everyone. But to those who love God. That means those who obey Him, those who are faithful to Him. And those who are called according to His purpose. Has God called you? If you know, God has called you. Are you in love with Him? Are you walking with Him? Are you obeying Him? You cannot walk with Him if you cannot humbly walk with Him. God's Word says. God loves justice, mercy, and those who humbly walk with the Lord. Those who love Him are those who obey Him. Those who humbly walk with Him. If you're called by God, cultivate. Cultivate the 
habit of humbly walking with Him. Humbly walking with Him is humbly walking in obedience to His Word. To such people, whatever happens in their lives, whatever it may be, God is working. Something far glorious. Their waiting will be a blessing. Their valley will be a blessing. Their deserts will become a blessing. The fire will become a blessing. They will be a blessing during those periods because God used everything to work in the lives of God's people to prepare them and in the process while He's preparing them He makes them a blessing to God the Father and to His eternal kingdom. Let your kingdom come, Lord. Jesus said this. He said, pray this when you pray. Pray like this. Not my will, let thine be done. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth. On earth as it is in heaven. It means God has a will for you in heaven. If you don't ask God to do that and if you don't work towards that and if you don't have faith in His will for you in the heavenly realm, it's not going to happen automatically in the earthly realm. May the Spirit of God speak to your hearts at this hour. Be proactive in your call that God has for you. Be, be proactive in waiting. During the seasons, God will have you wait on Him. There's no serving without waiting we want to be used by God as we sing mold me and make me after thy will while I am waiting yielded and still shall we pray Father I thank you Lord for your immovable, unchanging, everlasting, life-giving Word of God. Thank you for speaking to our hearts. Thank you for strengthening your people this morning a little more like Jesus may your people become a little more like Jesus a little more like Jesus this day having heard this word from the mouth of God I pray May we become a reflection of you, Lord, and become 
like you, Father. I pray that the truth that you have poured into the hearts of your people may it not go like water on a rock, but may it go as water into the good ground, causing much fruit to come out of this, Father. I pray. May people understand the glory of godliness with contentment. To be found in the will of God. To be found doing what God wants them to do. Wait. When we need to wait. No matter how long the duration is. Wait with faith that God is working. He's working in me. Hallelujah. In order to work through me, He has to work in me. Thank you, Jesus. So I pray that you bless your people. Each and every single person. Yield themselves, O Lord, to the working of the Holy Spirit. May not give themselves over to the spirit of discontentment, grouchiness, complaint, grumbling. But may they give themselves over to the joy of the Lord. Be patient in tribulation. Enduring affliction. The good soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ. Proving themselves as worthy workmen before God Almighty. And as a servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I pronounce this blessing upon your people. This blessing that you alone can bless them with. That they may see the King of Glory working in their lives through the eyes of faith during the seasons of trials during the seasons of waiting that they may become a joy to the heart of God, to all those who are in turmoil. For this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.